Well, before we get started with today's episode, we just want to bring your attention back to Taste. Taste is an app that is actually providing support for the show for this episode and, and future episodes. And Rodney, this to us, we've agreed, is one of the best movie apps we've seen. Basically what this is, is a way for you to get personalized recommendations right on your phone. You download the app, it's free, you create an account, and then at your leisure, you start rating movies by just a click of a, you know, of a quick little option, whether it be good, amazing, meh, or awful, almost like dating, uh, dating options coming up. And you just kind of sift through them and, you know, give your own personal ratings to these Mm -hmm. movies. As you do that, this app learns your taste more and more, and it's able to personalize movie recommendations for you uh, based on streamability, uh, based on genre, based on decade, all these different uh, aspects to what you might be looking for in a movie recommendation. Mm. It's uh, it's really fun. I mean, I, I hate the idea that you would rate a date as meh, but meh. But in any case, uh, I've been should I've been doing that as you were talking that whole time, just because I'm tuning you out as I normally do on my phone. Um, but it's a great way to pass the time too, because. As you fill it out and, and respond to movies, it also builds your profile and you can see what percentage complete it is. So you get this really good sense of satisfaction that it's getting to know you better and better with each rating. And what's great, not being in Boston and being back in my shed, I'll be doing this all episode just rating films while I'm pretending to listen to you two. <laughs> it's, I've, just, it, I've just put Wedding Crashers as amazing. It is the best. It is the best way of like passing time. I've got Natural Libre on my on my screen right now. Good, right? No, amazing, amazing. Love, love I love that. Ama- I want, what I put that as awful. Baywatch, awful. Baywatch, I haven't seen it. So you put haven't Steve seen. Steve Jobs, good. Yeah, the other good thing that you can do is is haven't oh. seen it. So the first recommendation, I've just clicked on the rate rate um recommend a movie on the app and the first thing it's come up with if an 80 percent match is the kings of summer nice right. perfect look at that i can go i've seen that rate that and see what else we've got coming up all right so i definitely recommend everyone needs to go out and download this app it is incredible i was using it before they were supporting the show uh couldn't recommend it enough you can get it in the apple store also google play you can go to their website www.taste.io get taste today this is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. Uh, I'm Chet, here with Rodney and Lyndon. We aim to bring you a movie night pick every single week uh, because the average person wastes over 115 hours every year just looking simply for a movie to watch. Rodney, if I were to give you back 115 hours this week, how would you use it? Um, I would have used it on my way home, all of it, on my way home, uh, getting money out of an ATM machine because, yet again, I have to pay someone in cash for work that's being done on my house. And the annoying thing is, because I don't have checks, because I have an online bank, the annoying thing is that there is no convenient way to get out more than $1,000 in one day. You have to do it over multiple days. So you really have to plan ahead, which is not my strong suit. Isn't it funny that the the, the <laughs> conveniences that modern technology brings also brings like these weird inconveniences along with it? Yeah, because it's like people are like, all right, you know, and I knew like, I feel like sometimes you have how like housework done and you kind of know they're probably small enough they're not going to just like take a credit card or they're going to leave me with just like a paper bill 
And to them, it's like, oh, it's easy. Just write a paper check. It's like, I don't, I don't have a check. I don't, I don't have any, I haven't ever had a paper check. You know what? It, so recently I had to put a, a down payment on an apartment and the, the only way they accepted it was as a, um, a money order, which the way that money orders work, like you basically, if I were to write a check, they're trusting that it won't bounce. But with a money order, you literally pay the amount at the post office. They give you the, like it's out of your account. Now they give you the money order piece of paper, which you then bring to the person who's demanding it of you. And then they can cash that in. So it, it is effectively like the amount that I paid for in a piece of paper. So if that piece of paper gets lost, I'm screwed. At least if a check gets lost, you just assume that it's not going to be cash. You write a new one. This, in this case, was one of the scariest moments because I also couldn't leave my office in time to drop it off at the real estate place. And my boss was like, oh, I'm driving right past her. I can take it for you. I'm thinking like, (laughs) okay, so you have this piece of paper, which costs me X amount of dollars, Mm -hmm. more than I'm willing to just throw away, Mm -hmm. that if... If you lose this piece of paper, it was a million. It already right? cost me a million dollars. <laughs> it already cost me the million dollars. I'm not getting that back. I need to make sure this gets from point A to point B. And uh, and so, but at the same time, what am I going to do? Like sit my boss down and berate him? Like I. Need... So anyway, point of, point of being, I I gave him the the money order. He took it. He texted me later, said the eagle had landed, and that you know I felt good about it. But it's just modern conveniences also <laughs> lead to modern inconveniences. You're, you're going to get a phone call from your rent, uh, from wh- whatever facility was from supposed your to rent place. I, I was going to, I was trying to figure out what it's even your apartment dweller, uh, who's going to say that we never got the money. I, I want to say when I came out to uh, Boston on this topic, I was surprised by how many times I had to sign, put my like, put my signature when we paid something by card. We never since talked I've about been this. An, yeah, since I've been an adult, I, I, and I've had a proper bank account back at home, I've never had to sign for it. It's always put a pin code in. Yeah, it's very confusing. You know what, though, we didn't talk about, and we should have from the very beginning of when we had Lyndon here, was his inability to figure out what tipping meant. Like not, not his unwillingness. Like it'd be one thing. We already kind of worked through his like unwillingness to tip, but every time the, the, the receipt came out and he and Lindsay would just stare at it. And there's like the one line that says tip. And then the second line that says total. And they're just, but, they just didn't know what to do. They didn't. It's but you're very asking for a signature as well. If when we tip over here, you, you get given the machine, you put your pin code in and it says, do you want to add a tip? I'm like, um, probably not, but you put a number in. <laughs> but then you giving me a bit of paper and having to make me think about it. Oh, it, it was, was too much thinking. It yeah. was like watching. It was like watching. You know the final stages of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when the person is just staring mm. and sweating and they need to call a lifeline. It was like watching that. You're like, a lot more trusting. Like there's a couple of times we went to bars. They just I'd go to pay. They're like no, they just they just leave the check there and then they wander off. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna wander off. I'm not paying that then. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's why you lost the the war because <laughs> y- y'all just wandered off back to you call it wander off, we call it retreating. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't know good, how good. we were going to go back to the Revolutionary War, but I'm glad we did. I, I knew right. we needed I, to one more time. And I think well, then you said like the lot um, who wants to be a millionaire. I think it was me and Lindsay both looking at both looking at the check, going, "Oh, who's going to give in first and write a number?" <laughs> It shouldn't have been as complicated as it was, I guess, is the point. But uh, anyway, this week we're we're back with another movie night recommendation that's extremely accessible to you. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. We also have 
a game. Actually, it's retroactive because we recorded it when Lyndon was actually here, and we're now bringing it into this episode. So the magic we'll, of uh, time travel. It's crazy, man. How did we do that? We wasted time travel. Our one time travel ability, we, we kind of wasted it, I think. I, I told you guys when we, were, when we said, when we got the opportunity from the wizard to use time travel, and you guys said, well, we should use it for this episode. I said, that's really a bad use of time. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so this week's pick is called Set It Up. This is a Netflix original. It's about as accessible as you can get nowadays. Uh, came out really only a few weeks ago, and I just started hearing about it. And, you know, whenever we have Netflix originals that people talk about a lot, I feel like we as a show go out our way to watch those and see if they're really worth people's time. Definitely think this one is. It's only an hour and 45 minutes, and this is your prototypical rom-com and i say that complimentary complimentary Tip. complimentary, complimentary. Terry. mike berbiglia i'm working complimentary. on <clears throat> i think we got it i say it as a good thing uh where to find it we already <laughs> said that netflix original the cast is zoe deutsch glenn powell lucy Liu, tay diggs uh, why are you laughing he, you know <laughs> why he's laughing you, deutsch. Know, you know why he's laughing uh speaking of zoe deutsch uh you know her mom is the mom from she, back to the German? future oh really yeah. No. Yeah. Well, now you know that. And her dad directed Pretty in Pink. So this, she comes from like film royalty. Wow. And here she is in our movie. So that's where she got her opportunity. And it's directed by Claire Scanlon. <laughs> uh, and Claire Scanlon had not really directed any notable films before, but had directed certain episodes of shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Kimmy Schmidt. So that type of humor uh, definitely translates over into this. Lyndon, what's this movie about? So this is a return to form rom-com. It's two young assistants in New York City realize they can make their lives easier by setting up their workaholics, workaholic bosses to date. So their parent trap-like plan produces some of the film's funniest scenes. And while they perpetuate this romantic ruse between their nightmare bosses, the assistants realize they might be right for each other as well. Mm, and this is definitely feels more like uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days as opposed to like Silver Linings Playbook. So, Rodney, why don't you mm -hmm. tell us why this is the movie night pick of the week? So, first and foremost, I'm going to say to anybody who goes and first watch the trailer before they see a movie, this, we all universally agree, is one of the worst trailer to then what the movie ended up feeling like. Because the trailer is very very cheesy but i have to say that the movie itself is incredibly laden with great dialogue great characters and yes it's a romantic comedy yes there are certain cheesy elements but i think everything about the characters are, are very well rounded and the dialogue is is clever and interesting and keeps you into it had me hooked in i feel like within 20 minutes i looked at you chet and said wow like this is really good and compared to what i thought it was going to be like like i can't believe that they let that trailer be the depiction of this movie i thought you just looked at me and said wow because you liked what you saw <laughs> i mean that's usually it's a different wow you usually it's followed by I'm, I'm surprised you haven't been able to tell the difference it's a wow with your eyes popping out of your head and like wow wow, wow. <laughs> the, the cartoon eyes popping out let's face it i haven't done that to you in a while Okay, it only takes <laughs> the one. Yeah. The trailer is terrible, and I didn't believe you two. You watched it first. I didn't believe you two that I was going to enjoy this at all. But 10 minutes into the film, my phone was down, and I was really enjoying it. So what did we give this film on a scale from 1 to 10? Let's start with our resident Brit. Uh, so I give this a, a very strong 7 out of 10. Uh, I gave this film an 8. 
yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It's an eight out of ten for me. I didn't want to uh, go that high, but I couldn't help it. It was it was so well done. It really was. It was really really like the jokes were great jokes, and the characters were like it. It just was really good. It did everything really well. Um, so we're actually a little bit higher than the current IMDb rating, which is a 6.6, which is a little bit surprising to me. Um, but in true fashion, we're going to transition to the professionals because uh, they might agree with us a little bit more. Teaser. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. I like you a lot. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it is currently a 94%. So... Screw 6.6, as we always do. We'll either say IMDb is more legit yeah. or we'll just Rotten pick Tomatoes. what we like better. Whichever one suits us. Yeah. Whatever, whatever one suits us. And in this case, it's the professionals who suit us. So 94% um, for a rom-com. That's, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to go look back, but it feels really it feels high, really high, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually, Very I, high, yeah. I didn't know before I said that number what it was going to be. And when I looked down, I was relieved because... It is very good. You said, wow, with googly eyes. Wow. Yeah, my eyes did the thing again. Uh, and I think it's at this point, Lyndon, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on it. This yeah. is where you're supposed to now talk about the best and worst review. Yeah, I was, was going to see where you went with that, with the googly eyes. <laughs> you, it, <laughs> I went immediately into an insult for you not knowing your role. <laughs> yeah, which was quicker than I expected. Anyway, <laughs> starting from the, the bottom, the worst review comes from the playlist. And it says, unfortunately, while set it up, sets up instances of subversion, it ultimately topples into predictable mess of romantic noxiousness. Noxiousness. I don't think there's anything wrong with the rom-com being predictable. I don't think there's anything no. wrong with that. I no. Think if it's, as if long it's, as the ride is fun. If it's well done. Exactly. If it's funny. If the characters are great. Rom-coms, we kind of know where they're going towards yes. the end. And but it's, I it's think all good. This one is surprisingly funny. There's a lot of quotable lines in this. The, yeah, it, yeah, and it has some memorable, really funny scenes, too. Which yeah. we'll get to in the spoiler section. So, Lyndon, what was exactly. the best review? The best review comes from IndieWire. Set it up as a classic rom-com brought to life by a pair of wonderfully well-matched stars who seem to revel in the genre. This is cinematic comfort food, the kind we've been starving for. And that is spot on. It is comfort food is a great description. I love yeah. that description. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, the the kind we've been starving for, I feel like, is a little bit like projection. No, I think, but I am starving I, no, right now, I, though. Me too. I think that is fair because a lot of the studio rom coms have been trying to do something different and it hasn't been working. Like recent rom coms like Trainwreck, meh. Uh, well, sleeping with other people, that's meh. That's because of Amy Schumer. Yeah, no, yeah. Sleeping with other people is, is wretched too, though. Yeah. But that's the kind of studio rom-coms I've been getting, and it's really exciting that uh, a streaming platform is producing probably the best of the last year or so. Yeah, it's a great one. It's absolutely a great one. But you guys mentioned something that is interesting to me. You, I actually didn't see the trailer, so I, I didn't understand. I had no context for why Rodney was so surprised that this ended up being good. I hadn't watched the trailer. I didn't know he had watched the trailer. What's interesting is, Lyndon, when we were telling you about it, you said, I don't know, guys, I saw the trailer. It looks terrible. So you already mentioned that it's like way different in the trailer than the actual result. It's not different. It just p- picks out the most cliche moments and it doesn't showcase any of like the charm or like the quality of the dialogue. I feel like is it? Yeah, you know, exactly. All the fun. Well, okay. So on that note, um, we have sometimes that issue down the hall podcast of having some subpar plot descriptions uh i'm not saying that all of us are immune to whoa, it whoa. but i'm subpar also is a term. not saying that all of us actually do that <laughs> it's really just 33 percent of us have that mm. issue um now you said and, subpar i like to say uh interesting so if you're newer to the show 
Um, if you go back to any recent episodes, which we hope you do, uh, and you listen to some of the plot descriptions Rodney has given, they're classically confusing. And so last <laughs> week when Lyndon was in town, he had created a game I thought was quite clever where on his long plane ride to Boston, he had gone back and listened to earlier episodes. He'd come up with actual literal word for word for the most part. I guess you, you omitted characters' names on purpose, but essentially word for word plot descriptions that Rodney had previously provided our listeners in earlier episodes. He then read those to Rodney and asked Rodney if he could just simply tell us what film was being described. Now, I will say, we're, get, we're about to play the sound of this. I will say, let us not lose sight of the fact that the goal should never simply be, can you tell me the name of this film? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I feel like you're trying to set up, uh, in true Chet fashion, you're trying to set up a way that I'm supposed to not feel good about winning this, but... I don't know what else to tell you other than I think that they are perfectly good, interesting, spoiler-free descriptions of movies. Mm. Well, let me tell you, uh, I feel as though this is a situation where none of us came out winners. So, uh, Lyndon, thank you for doing this. We're about to play that clip. Well, I, I, uh, can I do my little Rodney game? I've only got three. Oh, you have a Rodney game? Yeah. Rodney, I've Whoa, got a Rodney hey. game. So Rodney has. A, you know I mean, what that means? I'm the target of something. That's not, <laughs> it's uh, not a. It's not a compliment. All right. Well, before we sign off, Lyndon just surprises both by saying he has a Rodney game. Yeah, I don't know what that, that means. I kind of have a game. sense of what it is because I think he told me this a few weeks back. Oh, of course. So Blotting when, against me. It's fine. <laughs> Go for it. So when when Lindsay fell asleep on the plane on the way over here, I had some old down the hall uh, episodes to listen to. I thought, well, let's listen to Rodney's plot descriptions. Are they as bad as you expect? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so I thought, well, I've, I've taken a little bit of artistic license and I've kind of... Well, that's not fair. You can't... <laughs> because, because, well, artistic license to shorten it down and make oh. it a bit easier. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a description, uh, just a couple of sentences, almost basically quoting Rodney. Almost and, quoting? Yeah, I've kind of cut it down. I've, okay. <laughs> and to see if you can guess the film. I'm okay. supposed to guess my own? Yeah. This oh, is okay. Good. I like this. So, okay. We'll start... Well, we'll, I, I haven't got too many, but we'll start with one here. So, it's a movie. Uh, it's about a guy who goes to visit his girlfriend, but their family for the first time. So, he, the guy, the boyfriend, hasn't met them before. It's the first time. So, that's the basic backdrop. Uh, and the family and the girlfriend are white. The boyfriend's not. Uh, Got it. So not Get white. <laughs> no, wait, Let's uh, go. So last sentence, uh, which is actually a quote. So not white and not met them before and something is wrong. Not just wrong, but creepy wrong. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that is word for word what he said. I like uh, it. Yeah. Basically. That's hilarious. I like so it. You got it. Get out. Let's get out. That's good. I mean, so- you knew what it is, but we still don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know enough facts to be intrigued. It's either it's either I get criticized because I gave away spoilers or I get criticized because we don't know what the movie is. I don't know what you want from me. Do you want me to talk about the movie or not? <laughs> um, so let's, do you want me to answer that? Okay. <laughs> let's go for another one. Uh, if I was speaking of destinations, it's uh, a genre that some may not be a fan of and I steer away from that. But luckily this one isn't too long. Uh, because it's based off a short story, so quite short. Uh, so you enjoy the lack of time commitment, but this is a focus commitment. So 
not a time commitment, but a focus commitment. So you can't <laughs> miss a scene. And it deals with time, travel. But I didn't spot any loopholes. But my focus commitment was a bit loose. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it all developed in a bar between some kind of agent yep. trying to stop crime before it happens. Fantastic. I'm trying to remember the name of Ethan <laughs> Hawk, But what what is the name? It's not, uh, hold on. <laughs> it's predestination. 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 Yeah. Yeah. predestination. Okay, I've good, got. I've got. That's. This is, this is pretty good. I've got two more. Two more. Ready. Okay. Uh, this is a spoiler-heavy movie. Uh, a couple go away. Is they're recommended by someone. They make it like a weekend, like a vacation. Uh, they have. <laughs> <laughs> I like. You're, you're hitting it really well. I. I <laughs> I quite like these descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> they they have instructions from the person who recommended about how to spend the weekend separately, but together, but it's separate in a part of the house. Uh, it's tough. As the, the one I love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tough. Yeah, that's correct. So good. These but are, you, these you are said, phenomenal. You, you kept saying, this one's brilliant. You kept saying someone who recommended it, and then like, oh yeah, it was the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, last one. <laughs> See, you're, you're gone for a hundred percent. So maybe we're wrong. What these descriptions are I mean, spot on. I love them so far, and I especially love the way you're reading them. I'm sorry, but if the baseline for whether or not the description is spot on is that he can guess the name of the movie, that's not progress. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is progress. It feels like progress to me. I think so. <laughs> so um, this is one is the one I've mainly taken an artistic license. We haven't done an episode on this one, but we discussed it at length. Okay. So the, Wait, the, but have I talked about it? Yeah, you talked about okay, it. Okay. I, so there's a man who people laugh at with their grown friends, but really this is a man for children, but he swears a lot, so not really for children. It's basically a childish film with childish parts and a stupid audience clap and laugh like seals during the credits. It starts with some singing. Oh, Deadpool, baby. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. I love these <laughs> and then, descriptions. And then, unfortunately, I fell asleep. That's all I got. <laughs> I just love listening back to it. You just sound so proud of yourself every time you get the answer right. <laughs> I I am. And I think they're good. A lot of thought went into the, that, uh, those descriptions. That was... Uh, that's good. I mean, you, you told me about that weeks ago that you were going to do that. Actually, you suggested we both do it, and then I just never put the time in. So, well done, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I mostly appreciated your reading of them because you, uh, you had the right cadence. This is good. <laughs> um, my favorite was that final get out sentence. It's not why and not meant them before, and something is wrong. Not just wrong. Creepy, creepy wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of all of them, my favorite description. Because I started with thinking, so they're white. He's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a part of this movie. All right, before we go any further in this episode, Rodney, uh, we have asked the listeners to help the show grow. Mm. Um, and I guess there's a couple ways they can do that. They can download Taste. I would download yeah. Taste. Download Taste. The other thing they can do. No. Is give uh, five star ratings of the show. <laughs> they but can. Who wants to hear me ask for that? Everyone, uh, I think. So at, the, at this stage, I think it's everyone. What we've asked you to do is provide a voice of the week. Uh, you know, encouraging our listeners to uh, to to get in on the efforts here. So, uh, Lyndon, do you have any ideas for uh, for this guy? Well, I think since the film was set in New York, and during our trip to see you guys, me and Lindsay went to New York and enjoyed watching the film and seeing all the sights we'd seen. So let's go with a New York accent. Okay. Generic New York accent. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, my name is Tony. I run a pizzeria here in Brooklyn. What I really need you to do is go and give iTunes a review. Go down the hole, guys. I don't know how to do this. It's uh, You go on and it, just go give them a review. I'm not doing it. I think that's an Italian accent, I realize. Somewhere, somewhere I think that is. A Brooklyn it accent? Is. Brooklyn it Italian, I guess. what the accent is iTunes. <laughs> it was it was relatively consistent throughout until I realized <laughs> I had to stop because I don't know what accent I'm doing. <laughs> you know, earlier on in our show's history, we did an episode on method acting and how it, you know, you had said how much it annoys you, but I really appreciate how method you get when you do these voices. You get the hand motions going <laughs> and you, your shoulders move a certain way. Lyndon can't see that, but you know, when you did the Raptor a few weeks ago, you had your arms up like a T Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it made you uncomfortable, yeah, didn't super it? Super uncomfortable. No, so here's the thing. What I always said about method acting is to me, I don't want to give you more credit because it because that's what you require to be able to give the performance. You're not doing it better because you can't not go in and out. Now, I have to do method acting because <laughs> I am not capable of being able to just do a voice without actually doing the method acting. So I think I'm, I think on that point, I'm also making a point. Mm. Method acting equals you're a worse actor. I'm glad you clarified the point at the end. Though. We yeah. were, we were very confused. Now we're not. So it's good. We can move on. Uh, guys, before we get to the spoiler section, and I guess we should tell the les- listeners as well, if you, have seen set it up, or if you go and watch it and come back, we're going to talk about our favorite scenes from the movie, so we don't want to spoil anything for you. There is a spoiler section at the end of this show. Uh, but before we get to that, this is not something we've done before. I found a hysterical story that I need to read to you guys, just pit, bits and pieces of this, and get your reactions to. This This is like clickbait in its truest form. Uh, this comes from NBCNews.com. And it's got nothing to do with our film. It has nothing to do with anything we do, but it is, it's hysterical. So this is called Fajita Heist. Texas man sentenced to 50 years for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. So this is what happened. A Texas man pled guilty to stealing more than $1.2 million worth of fajitas while working as a public servant. And he has been sentenced to 50 years in prison. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but basically what happened is he was working at a detention center mm-hmm. and he was in charge of placing food orders. Mm-hmm. And for, I believe, 20 years was ordering fajitas that he then took and sold and had a side business. And the way, and he was getting away with it for years. He was getting away with it. Did he the only way, take some of the fajitas or did he take all of the fajitas no, no, no. that he so ordered? So listen to this. This is how, this is how he was found. So this will answer your question. Um, let me see if I can find it. Okay. His scheme unraveled last August after a delivery driver phoned the detention center to give the kitchen employees a heads up that an 800-pound delivery of fajitas had arrived. Employees immediately thought the delivery was suspicious because they don't order fajitas to the detention center. So the answer writing is he was taking all of them because they don't get those there. <laughs> However, the delivery driver insisted that not only was this delivery correct, but that he had been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> he was fired. Obviously, the, the, the perp was fired, arrested. Uh, he pled guilty. He said it was selfish. It got out of control. He had a side fajita business. He got <laughs> out of control. Now he has to back pay $1,251,578.72 along with a $10,000 maximum fine. 
It's wild to me though that in order wow. of that size, like that, eight hundred pound delivery. What do you? How does he? What does he do with all and that? And how did how did that call never get made before? Did he always intercept those calls? Yeah, seemingly. Like man, for years, twenty years. Yeah, I forget what the amount of time it was. It was like for years though. Like uh, you know, one point two million dollars worth years. I know. But now I'm wondering, $1.2 million over 20 years of free fajitas, like, it feels like you didn't make enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Before we move on to the spoiler section, if you were connected to a heist like this, what's the one food item that would make it all worth it for you? Good quality steak. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think you could flip those for a higher price point anyway. Yeah, no, and I feel like it'd be much easier to sell. That's the other thing is fajitas seems like such a messy thing to try and sell. Like, I feel like yeah. he could have just done better by ordering like high cuts of beef, like high quality cuts of steak. Well, we know Lyndon's answer is corn dogs. Oh, oh boy. Every time. Did that picture make me a little uncomfortable? Did you get the video? I didn't get the video. <laughs> Never broke eye contact. <laughs> did, did the, so this was just, was this a regular like person you bumped into that you asked to take a picture? Yeah. Just a, a random person. Did was he off put by the amount of eye contact you were making? If anything, it was the opposite. He left me his number. <laughs> I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, here we are. Spoiler section. We can talk about whatever we want. I did like how you say here we are. Here we are. We move locations. Here we are. Friends. My, we should actually shift locations every time we talk about spoilers just for the sake of it. What would be the most spoily location we could be in? Um, the toilet. Okay. That's that's just neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, Lyndon, what's your favorite location. scene from Set It Up? So I, I know before I watched it, Chet, you warned me about the elevator scene, which is a great scene. Are you about to steal uh, my scene? Nope. So I'm not going to choose that one. There's... Uh, a lot of lovely, subtle moments, I thought. Uh, one you said you had to rewind for Rodney to see when at the best friend's engagement party, where she's like, oh, I'm going off to get pizza. And he's like, have you got pizza at the party? She says, no. And then they go off and then lots of pizza arrives. I thought that was a nice, subtle little moment. Uh, I'm going to go with anything with the the game roommate. And I think he was a minor little character that seemed to steal every scene he was in. Yeah, Pete Davidson, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was really funny in every scene he was in. He really I loved, was. I, I loved it when he described um, uh, the main character's like current girlfriend, Suze. He's like, take away the boobs in the face. There's not much there. <laughs> <laughs> A really great character. So I think my favorite scene uh, when uh, the two main characters, Harper and Charlie, um, meet each other for the first time. So they're both basically trying to get food, not basically, both trying to get food for um, for their bosses and one has ordered food and it's closed, but they have this interaction where they're both obviously dealing with demanding bosses and how they're going to handle the situation. And it's just one of the first examples I feel like where the amount, like the cleverness and the thought, like the thought out dialogue really comes to fruition and makes this movie one, unlike a lot of romantic comedies that fall down, I feel like in situations where you accept them and you say like, okay, like that's cute enough, I guess, but not really plausible where this one uh, is just one of the, one of the first examples that stood out to me of just how clever and thoughtful the, the dialogue was throughout. The dialogue was great. There was a, I text you guys after I watched the film, there's a couple of laugh out loud lines 
what does she she says at the party harper says at the party the first guy i was with came out while he was inside me <laughs> i think one of my one of, it's not not it's really not like either of those but one of my favorite lines is when they're going to um play the they're going to the baseball game where they've set up their two bosses to to meet for the first time and um like he's just dressed in his regular work clothes like just dress clothes and she's like fully decked out in yankees gear and basically she's like like what are you doing like why like what are you wearing he's like 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 what are you wearing you know and she's like like why don't you even have a jersey it's like i'm not on the team like that's gonna be (laughs) that to me is my new favorite like any opportunity i have in life to see people in jerseys so i'm gonna use it so much especially for anybody who's like critical of like what someone's wearing at a game like oh <laughs> it seems like an oddly specific scenario for you to have to be in for you then to use that and you're gonna get so excited to use I it i think wait. you're gonna butcher the line i like, might maybe I, because um the team's here <laughs> <laughs> so my my favorite scene is the elevator scene that you talked about there Lyndon. briefly was when they actually the the uh what's they call him creepy who creepy nick or something like that the creepy, guy who, tim. creepy tim who works in the office building that both their bosses have offices in because actually i was on the phone while i was watching that scene trying not to laugh because the conversation i was having like that would have been inappropriate so that when basically you know they're trying to set up the two bosses and that's their first attempt but then the third guy is in there that was completely unplanned and he starts getting claustrophobic and swing just like starts stripping taking yeah. then his next move is to start peeing everywhere that that whole <laughs> sequence and really like the things that were being said uh, by Creepy Tim, don't pee, don't pee. And then he says, please pee. <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> the whole part. This is how my dream always starts. That, that guy, it was great. What did they say? When she calls him Creepy Tim, he's like, is that what they call me? And there's this awkward moment. He's like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely go out there, watch Set It Up. Available to you on Netflix. You actually, contrary to what Chet just said, you don't have to go out there. You should just stay in because I don't know where out there you would find it. Mm, good correction by Creepy Rod. <laughs> I would Creepy Rod. I'd be honored if they called me that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Am I forgetting anything? Okay, Lyndon's asleep, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can email us if you want, downthehallpodcast at gmail.com. But our favorite way for you to interact with us is to go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us to watch. Speaking of recommendations, make sure to go out there and download Taste. You will not Taste. regret it. Taste. That's Rodney. That's Lyndon. I'm Chet. We'll catch you guys Taste. next week. Or just subliminally, if we say taste a hundred times, you will get it. Taste, taste. I don't. <laughs> you guys are getting. You guys are getting weirder with it than I thought. <laughs> I was gonna get the weirdest with did it. We, but then, uh, did then we? Did we? Guys got weirder, and I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to keep matching. Did we taste it to a new level? Oh, Mm-mm. that's it. I'm out. Was that in bad taste? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>